You're listening to The Local Beat on WKNC, hosted by DJ Beowulf. This specialty show airs on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 p.m. every week and features live sessions and interviews with local musicians of all genres. If you miss a week, check out our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the WKNC blog. Furthermore, if any local musicians are interested in The Local Beat, howl at your girl at localmusic at wknc.org. WKNC 88.1. This is the local beat back yet again. Today we have the members of Joy in studio. We are going to start off this session by streaming um, the first song off of their most recent album, No Light Below, which was released October 23rd, 2018. The first song is Hurting My Soul. And afterwards, we're going to get right on into the nitty gritty interview portion. So keep it locked for the next hour, 15-ish minutes, because afterwards we have sports. So this is going to be the most interesting thing before and after that. All right. This is Hurting My Soul by No Light Below. Keep it locked, rockers. Right, we are back. I know that was a little bit of an abrupt ending, but that was Hurt My Soul by Joy off of their album No Light Below. The dudes are in studio today. Y'all want to go down the line and introduce yourselves, say what you do within the band and who you are? Yeah, um, my name's Alan. I play bass. Uh, I'm Cody. I play drums. Uh, I'm Andrew. I do vocals. Halston, I play guitar. Fantastic. Um, and so, as I mentioned earlier, this album came out October 23rd, 2018, and we were chatting behind the scenes, talking about how it's been five months since this came out. And I imagine it's been a pretty hectic and exciting five months for you guys. Um, prior to this album, how long has it been since you released music? I think it was June 2016. So it had been like a two-year break. Had Were you working on this album for the whole two years? Mm. On and off. On and off. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been quite a process, but it uh it definitely took longer than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, it just I mean we're all super busy with like full time jobs and stuff. You're adults. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So 
definitely finding the time to all get together in the same place Mm -hmm. and work on it was definitely interesting but it happened finally so yeah i mean it's out and it seems to uh have received some pretty good feedback i actually have uh the youtube page for the album up right now and somebody said uh two months ago best stuff since ravage rituals higher power um so that's high praise that is high praise indeed um in general have you guys been surprised by the amount of positive feedback or like do you feel as though you've had a large enough following in north carolina that like this was going to just happen for the album. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I would say I'm surprised. Um, I think I'm kind of like always surprised by how many people kind of repost it. Humility is important. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess, I don't know. I think we just do it for fun and it ends up always like surprising more people than we think. Did you guys start Joy out of just playing for fun or was it as a purpose to like make a successful band? Um. I feel like mostly out of for fun, but a lot of it was um, n- we're us noticing that we were, you know, we were getting to play cool shows and seeing, um, you know, a lot of the country to tour and see all these places for free. Um, so uh, it definitely turned into like, well, if this goes somewhere, then we definitely want to keep pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Um, at this moment in time, what would you say is your goal for Joy to develop? Which I know is a very question. loaded question because yeah. there's so many different avenues that you could take. North Carolina has a flourishing hardcore scene at the moment. But I guess regardless of what you're currently doing, what's something that you would like to do with Joy in the future? I would love to tour other countries. Other countries? Yeah. Any particular one? Um, South Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see other places. Um, Where have you guys toured so far? I think as far west as we gotten is probably Colorado. Yeah, it's not bad. They've got a they've got a scene out there as well. Um, yeah, would y'all go like coast. a Denver or something? Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. I have no comments on that. I don't know anything <laughs> about Colorado Springs. We, we stayed in Denver. Okay. Um, and then yeah, the actual we played like a like a two day festival like the second day of it. Um, nice. This this is we were playing with purgatory and orthodox and chamber and yeah we played the second day of it but it was awesome uh colorado is awesome side note um just to big ups to chamber because their new uh their two singles that they put out um which i believe were the first ones that they did recorded with jacob Lilly on vocals very sick very cool i love that man they're so good shout out jacob Lilly for <laughs> sure um So I know that you guys have a show coming up and we'll talk about that later because it deserves a segment all of its own. But I would just like to cover the history of Joy and just talk about that for a little bit longer. Um, As far as touring, do you guys have a particular favorite memory or like an interesting story on the road? Because it's got to be like lots of sites out there, lots of chaotic things. What even is in Colorado Springs? A lot of weed. A lot of weed, yeah. It is is legal there. legal super legal um florida's a crazy place um, we've we been knew that yeah <laughs> yeah cody you want to uh yeah okay so um we played a festival in florida with young and in the way um in jacksonville fun- yeah jacksonville with young and in the way funeral chic and what was what was the other culture killer big shout out funeral chic they're yeah. cool too love Absolutely. them they were losers 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed their show at the Milestone, which was very disappointing to me. I had been texting Cameron Phipps about it because I was. Pr- I'm pretty sure he was playing that show. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's in Funeral Chic. He just shows up. He just in appears. Yeah, he's in everything, dude. <laughs> I know that there's this uh, uh like this indie DIY band from Greensboro right now called Charm, and their bassist left, and he just filled in because he's friends with them, and that's like not his style. Yeah, he sent me uh multiple requests on Cash App for money. <laughs> it would be like. He wants a dollar. Dude, I we so. were playing um eight ball pool for, or like iPhone pool for a little while and every time um he would win I would send him a dollar <laughs> via <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> I mean I I made the bet thinking that I would win and I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> and then awesome. I continued to be mistaken, <laughs> so he has about five of my dollars now. That would go sometimes. <laughs> but, but anyways, you were in Jacksonville playing that show. Oh yeah. So we were Playing that show, I think I was calling my girlfriend, who's my wife now, and congrats to you guys. Um, And I was in the van, and I thought um, Halston was opening the door and coming in, and I was like, "Halston, what's going on?" And he didn't respond, so I said his name again, and I I kind of lean up in my chair, and it's just this guy (laughs) who's just stealing stuff from our van so i'm like what is going on here and uh i say can you get out and he starts <laughs> taking off really slowly and can you please exit the vehicle please, sure. it's so, keep it's your sure. hands and feet outside yeah. of my vehicle yeah. so i grab we used to uh use a baseball bat when we we brought like a keg and a baseball bat sick uh, slipknot stuff so I grabbed a baseball bat and I started running after him down the street. Did he take anything with him? Um, no, he didn't. No, I think he was just going through our suitcases that just had our clothes. So he was really. He st- uh, I don't want yeah. none of those threads. Yeah, he was looking for my Wranglers. Uh, no, but um, your dickies. Yeah, my dickies. See, I can't say that word without the e's, but the brand. That's true. Shout out Dickies. Yeah. Shout out Shout Dickies. Out dickies. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shout but, out Dickie, shout yeah. out Carhartt. So I, uh, I had to call them because they're still in the venue. And me and Andrew kind of walked around Florida with baseball bats trying to find if this guy stole anything. And uh, that's our experience with Florida. Florida yeah. man steals from North Carolina band. Headline. Yeah. I just remember uh, I was in the venue still and talking to Robbie from Funeral Chic. And I got a text, uh, I got a call from Cody, and I just ignored it because, you know. It's Cody. Didn't want to talk to Cody. Um, and then he texted me. He was like, come to the van. And I was like, okay. So I walk out of the van and all I see is we're parked like parallel across the road from the venue. I just see Cody pacing back and forth with a bat <laughs> out by himself. And I, that has to be one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Wh- whether they stole something or not. God, that's kind of like uh, in my head, I was picturing like, you know, the very stereotypical like hardcore dude where like they're getting ready to mosh and they just pace back and forth flexing exactly for everybody, like. but like with a baseball bat, which you should never bring into a pit. Probably not. <laughs> a lot of losses. So would, <laughs> would you say that that was probably like the, I guess, most memorable thing about tour? One of them. Definitely. Yeah, definitely one of them. Yeah, that um, other one that popped on head was again, back to Funeral Chic. We did a. We first started the first ever, I think, out of state shows we did were with Funeral Chic. Um, and we didn't get very far because there was like a huge snowstorm. Um, so I think we got to 
we played in I think we played here and then Richmond and then Virginia Beach and that was as far as we got because we couldn't go any farther north. Um, but we uh, decided to um, we ordered we went to cookout shout out cookout nice um, and uh, we ordered because if you if, for anyone that doesn't know you can get twelve hush puppies for ninety nine cents at cookout. Yes, because they give you more hush puppies than you'd get in the tray if you just get like a side of hush puppies. Right. So, so talk awesome. about crazy deal. And the bread is super filling. Right. Um, so we ordered them uh, $10 worth of hush puppies. That's 120 hush puppies. That is 120 hush puppies for $10. So um, we ordered that for them. I still have a picture of the receipt, um, but it shut down that cookout. That cookout nice. was not ready for that. Um, you would feel like they they would. You, you just got to drop them into a fryer, right? I don't think they realize what kind of deal they're promoting here. And um, <laughs> I deeply apologize for this cookout slander because that really is the holy land. But sometimes things must be said. Some things must be said. But yeah, everyone's order, people that didn't buy, get hush puppies, they got hush puppies in their order. I feel like there was just a hush puppy machine shooting them out. <laughs> um, so uh, Funeral Chic was very, uh, very angry. Right there, I was picturing, um, you know, those tennis ball like practice machines that just shoots the tennis balls, <laughs> but hush puppies. Yeah, we. Uh, it was snowing out too, and so every time they would get out of their van and we were next to them, we'd start throwing extra hush puppies at them. Did you and, like coat uh, them in snow first? We started to. <gasps> yeah, sick. It was incredible. So. You if, hear about uh, kids putting like rocks and snowballs, yeah. but no, hush, no puppies. hush puppies. So if, if you guys go see Funeral Chic, um, buy them many hush puppies. Many. many. A quantifiable number of hush puppies. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that lighthearted and delicious note, we're going to swip we're going to switch over to some delicious riffs. <laughs> um, and we're going to go into the titular track of your album No Light Below and then slide on into Exist Without because hardcore songs are very short and I would like to um, humor the audience as much as possible by pretending like it's a three-minute song. Um, so this is Joy on the local beat. We will be here for a little while longer. Keep it locked. Check them out. Um, we're going to switch over to No Light Below.
taking a break from streaming No Light Below to return to the interview portion with Joy on the local beat. If you are just tuning in, which I hope you are not, because I would like to imagine that everyone who listens is going to be here for the entire episode. This is DJ Beowulf, and we have Joy in studio. They are from Raleigh, the city of Oaks itself. So this is a super cool hometown local beat session. Uh, the last two songs you heard were No Light Below and Exit with Exist Without off of their newest album. Uh, we left off on the last interview portion talking about Hush Puppies. And y'all said you were hungry. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to go just discuss tour a little bit more. What is life on tour like? Um, for a lot of bands come on this show and they talk about, you know, being on the road and promoting their music and getting good feedback from that. But no one really talks about how difficult it is to live in a van for X amount of weeks with your best friends whom you then begin to hate by the end of the tour. Um, so I guess I would just like to know a little bit of insight into like what that experience is like. My biggest struggle is just trying not to drive off the side of the road when you're driving in the middle of the night, staying awake at the wheel. That's the hardest part. You don't like chug a Red Bull or something? I do. But after like four or five, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you just need to pee every 30 seconds. Right. And then yeah. you don't want to be the guy that like, you hate to be the first guy to say, I have to pee. Right. Everyone's thinking it. Right. Because yeah. once you uh, break the seal, everyone needs to go. Right. You know, um, so that's probably the hardest one. Yeah, it's definitely boring. I think for like the driving portions, because that's mostly what it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I've, that I've talked to are always like, oh, it must be cool to like see all these like new places in these cities. And it's, like, it's just dirt most of the time, like empty it, highway. Yeah, it's basically just like the highway, pull up to the venue, unload, play, reload, and then it's nighttime. So, Have you had the opportunity to see anything cool while you're on tour? Um, I know that you said you went out west. I don't know if there's any like monuments in Colorado, but... Yeah, we, uh, we try to go to as many cool places that we can um if it makes sense um we try to use the time of traveling as our little vacations as well um whether it be like playing video games watching movies or reading um that's kind of what we use the time for so uh but we went to what was it garden of the gods yeah that was called um which is a beautiful monument yes i don't know what it's called a yeah, park in like nature yeah, so thing. stuff like that. I mean, we try to hit that on the road. Went to uh, Niagara Falls. Fantastic. Cool. The uh, American or Canadian side? American side. Lame. Yeah, yeah well, Extremely. I'm Canadian, so I'm very proud of our waterfalls, <laughs> I guess, among other things. I hear they look better over there. I, um, <laughs> from personal experience, do believe so. Um, side note, I think that's Cameron Phipps calling in. <laughs> Put him on. <laughs> The rock band. Boys, you have a caller. Okay. Would anyone like to take this? Uh, All right, Cody's coming on over to chat with you for a second. I do believe you're also on air at the moment, so say hello to our listeners. (laughs) Here's Cody from Joy. What a cute reunion! Aw, from Greensboro to Raleigh. We were just talking about how you requested us for a dollar. I don't know, but I've sent it. 
Is he a target? He, he sent it. Full send. Dang. Man comes through. Fantastic. They're still having this conversation. There you go. Tell Cameron to get back to work. That's yeah. Hey, what, a, what a cute conversation. We gotta, we gotta return back to the thing, but I'm so glad you <laughs> That was so cute. Shout out to um, Blood Ritual. All right. Yeah, shout out Blood Ritual. Shout out Blood Ritual. Shout out Cameron Phipps. I really hope this appears in the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. That was a doing? cute little bonding uh, moment. Ah, uh, Cameron uh, Phipps is broke. On a dollar? <laughs> on a dollar? <laughs> he was the LED guy. Ah. Oh. Uh, yeah. All the broke hardcore kids. God, where was LDB again? <laughs> uh, Louisville? L- Louisville? Oh, yeah, Kentucky Louisville. or something, Kentucky. right? Kentucky. Yeah, Got yeah, yeah. Canes. Is there a strong hardcore following in, like, Louisville or, like, Kentucky? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess this leads me into my next question. Is there one place that you guys went to on the road that you were surprised about the turnout or like just you didn't expect to have like a following out there? Uh, for me personally, I would say Chicago. Really? I mean, it's I know it's not that far away. I just meant like I was thinking like it's cold. People got to be angry out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Way too cold. Um, I don't know. Brooklyn kind of surprised me like the I don't know just how. I feel like it was last minute and just the type of crowd we got there, um, especially never being in there. It was a awesome turnout. So, yeah, New York has surprised me all the time, most times. New York is, uh, well, like just the Northeast in general is like the birthplace of hardcore. So I would have been sorely disappointed if you guys hadn't mentioned something out there. And Chicago's not too far away. So I guess brother c- cities. Yeah, Nashville as well. Um, That's where yeah. the members of Chamber are from, Sans mm-hmm. Jacob Lilly. Same with the... Guys in Orthodox. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah, it's they they always treat us really well. We've got uh, so many friends over there, so it's always awesome. And speaking of Chamber, you guys have a show coming up with them, so I'd really like to talk about and promote that. Um, when is it, boys? That is. Oh, he uh, has it pulled up. <laughs> Let me look at my phone because I see. No I'm idea. a real fan because I have that lineup memorized. Dang. I know where it is, when it is, the price of it. I know uh, who's putting it on. We're bad at being a band. It's okay. I'm yeah. good at my job. I did <laughs> research. That's true. Uh, it's May 4th. Um, Where? It's at Local 506. Put on by who? Uh, Bloody Loud. And who's playing? Um, I'm going to butcher this. I think it's Vamachara. I've n- actually never learned how to say it right. I've so always I said don't. like Vamachara, but that just might be like my southern slang. No, that's Like fair. Vamachara. <laughs> so I'll, since I'm from here, I'll say I can probably say it wrong. Uh, chamber, chamber, invoke, and thirteenth, and us. Hell yeah! Other than God, I might get this wrong. Other than Vamachara, they're all local, correct? Well, Where is Vamachara local? No, no, no. Chamber is technically not Chamber. Because Nashville, Nashville, but Jacob, Jacob is local. from Greensboro, or is he Winston Salem? Winston. Whatever. Same place. <laughs> Same um, Jacob Lily and the boys. And it's very cool that Bloody Loud is putting on this. Um, for lack of a better phrase, like hardcore showcase. Um, because as far as I'm aware, they're not, um, they haven't been around for very long as far as like a booking collective goes. Um, are you guys aware of how such a thing developed or like became part of North Carolina hardcore? Uh, no. That's okay. Yeah, no, but I've definitely <laughs> no. seen it them be mentioned a lot more recently, which is cool. Yeah. And they put on really They just had cool a good shows. show in Winston-Salem, right? It was the... Um, um, what was that, Devil Master? Chamber humped on last minute. Um, 
What was it? We played. No, it was um, Creeping Death. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And it was like the first show in Winston-Salem yes. in like a long time. Yeah, it was Judas Gieri's tour. They have Creeping Death with them and Chamber hopped on last minute. I remember talking to Jacob about it because he said the only reason they played it because they had uh, they were playing Nashville the next day. And I told him, so you made the band dro- drive out here to North Carolina to play this just to drive back? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I hope they sold enough merch to cover the gas. They probably I'd like to imagine that they would. Um, Chamber is very cool. If we have time at the end, we might drop one or two of their new singles, which is only two. Um, But as far as Joy goes, I'm going to switch back over to the album. When we come back, we will be talking about hardcore and your place within it, how you feel about it, the development, yada, 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 all that history. Um, this is Joy on the local beat. Up next, we're going to be playing uh, Bleak Home, Despised, and Feel. The next three songs on their album, No Light Below. Keep it locked, and this is going to be a great session.
we are back. The last three thoughts. Last three songs you heard were Bleak Home uh, by Joy, Despised, and Feel. The, uh, we are going chronologically through the album, um, and you will be able to hear the whole thing in this session. Um, after the guys took some bathroom breaks, we are back in session. <laughs> Had to out them with that because it is natural. Nature calls, joy answers. Um, we introduced uh, before the last music break that we are going to talk a little bit about the um for lack of a better phrase, history of hardcore. Um, I believe YouTube calls you guys blackened hardcore slash metal. Do you feel as though that is a valid label of your music? Yeah, probably. I think that's the mo- I, th- I think that's the most accurate as it could probably get. Were you intending to go for like a more black metal sound with this album? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what were some artists that inspired you to do so? Or if not an artist, why'd you go in that direction? Um, I mean, yeah, I would say there are a lot of artists that probably inspired us to go that way. Um, I mean, I think naturally we wanted to play music that was short and fast, mainly to like, uh, from listening to like bands like Trash Talk, that's mm-hmm. like a big one, um, as far as like hardcore bands that we really like. Um, but then like um, locally, local bands that like definitely influenced us were, you know, like Funeral Chic, Young and the Way. Um, bands like that, I think, wanted us to make us to go like have like a darker sound. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess trying to blend that in the best way possible. And Do just you consider Funeral Chic to be a hardcore band? They're a rock band. They at this are point. a rock band. Because <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if this is their most recent album or anything. I think it's My Best Friend is a Nihilist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the album title, but that's the song that I know best off of that album. And it's not something that I would immediately think is like hardcore or metal um, associated. Yeah, they they're like they're like Rob Zombie. And Ew. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about their, uh, his song "More Human Than Human," in which he um, literally samples like a woman moaning at the beginning of the set, and it's Lovely. the most Rob Zombie thing of all time. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Side note, speaking of Rob Zombie, him and Marilyn Manson are going on a tour again. Um, <laughs> ew. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be uh, an overpriced two-hour long set to see old sweaty dudes yell over their own tracks. Yeah. Sign me up. I mean, is, that's what hardcore is all about. Sweaty dudes yelling. Essentially. Sweaty guy. Yeah. Um, but joking aside, what is hardcore about in your minds? And what does it mean to you to be in a hardcore band? Uh, um, I mean, <laughs> this is not it, a laughing matter. No, yeah, sorry, it's serious. We're very serious. I got finger guns pointed and ready. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we we started because it was just really fun to do. It was a lot more chaotic than other music we had played um, prior to this band, and going to shows was awesome because it was a lot of um, people that you became familiar with real quick. It is a very wonderful community. Yeah, uh, most of the time. Most uh, of the, I, yeah. I'm an optimist. <laughs> I choose to believe that, that the art that comes out of the scene and the um, I, I strongly support those who are both vegan and straight edge or if they are both at the same time. And I think that those are really positive things that happen because of hardcore um, so even though lots of gross things happen within the scene, I think it's still wonderful. Yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of uh, laudable things about the hardcore scene, and um, especially with the the striving for uh, inclusiveness and expression mm-hmm. is 
um, is really something to be lauded. Um, and that I guess that really drew us in, um, especially just with the energy, the high amounts of energy. It um, is a, a strong, cathartic release. A lot of people say that about hardcore because of that um, outpour of energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that you guys caught up with uh, Noisy when you're in Pennsylvania. And speaking of expression that comes with that, uh, they set, called you Joy's Genre Hopping Hardcore is All About Suffering. Um, do you want to talk a little bit on that? I know that this is something that has been covered in your Noisy um, article, so it might be a little bit of um, redundant to say. But for those who haven't read your article or aren't familiar with your music, let's talk a little bit about that label. Well, I've never thought of us as, I guess, a quote hardcore mm-hmm. band, and I'm I'm thankful that we we've been accepted into it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we always kind of um, lean more, or at least want to lean more on metal, in a way. Um, but incorporate, you know, obviously hardcore. But we all listen to a lot of stuff, so I don't think anything that we put out is gonna be a super consistent single kind of genre. Um, do you want to name drop some artists that um, you just really like, I guess? Because we've been talking about ones that have already influenced you with Funeral Chic and Young and in the Way and things, but just yeah. things Funeral that you really Chic, enjoy. Uh, Torch Runner, Dead in the Dirt. Definitely Dead in the Dirt. Uh, Trap Them is a big one. Yes. Cult yeah. Leader. Also. <laughs> also a lot of um, bands from like the French underground scene. Really? Um, cowards, Dire Wolves, uh, Birds in Row. I didn't know the Dire Wolves was French. Yeah. Hmm. Um, some German bands like Rise and Fall. Um, yeah. Um, it said that, uh, Noisy said that you were writing um, this album while you were losing your faith in humanity. Um, what, how do I phrase this? Is there something that, you think that could happen that would help to restore that faith for any of you? Um, or what are things that you look forward to that would be an improvement within society? Obviously a very difficult question. <laughs> and I don't mean to once again, be redundant or have direct, like give me this answer or anything that I'm expecting. I'm just, it's a little, you have more leeway than you think rather than being boxed in. Um, I, I'm, yeah, this album was, predominantly about suffering and problems in humanity. Andrew wrote most of the lyrics and um, that was kind of the the main theme. Um, I guess one of the, the optimistic uh, sides we could have is just uh, creating rooms for more uh, dialogue and expression, um, being tolerant of other people. Um, regardless of differences um, and just finding commonality between people. Probably as optimistic as we can get. <laughs> I think yeah. that's very optimistic and it's um, it's the little things that you have to strive for because every small step it contributes to a larger goal. Um, and speaking of small steps, uh, when writing this album, what was the process you took to put it together? Or like what's your writing process in general? Um, I would say that it usually starts, we, I feel like it doesn't start as a group. We don't start as a group. Usually it's like, we all kind of have ideas that we'll just like 
record quick demos of and kind of all bring them to the table. iPhone demos, like voice memos. Exactly. Fantastic. 20 second clips of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I guess, start there and then slowly have more practices together and kind of build off of those ideas. If Whether it's just like a riff or like a drum, something like a drum beat or something, mm-hmm. just kind of build off of there, I think is how it's been so far. Yeah. And when forming this band, which has been around for you guys said like almost four years at this point, um, how did it become the lineup that it is now? Um, I I know that Cody mentioned that this was unlike anything you guys have played musically in the past. Um, for those who were in previous projects, how did the four of you get connected with Enjoy? Um, probably so. Me and Andrew, I guess, had been playing music together since. I was like 15, 16. Um, and then I had just, I guess like friends of friends, like I met Cody because of that. Um, he already knew Andrew. Um, uh, they went to church together and then, you know, members passed and gone and stuff. And one of our former, like one of, one of our friends that we played with back in the day, his, when he left the project we were playing, um, he, he told Halson that I guess they got together and he knew that Halson played guitar. So, also met us and we've been playing together. I mean, we, all of our past bands had been the same group um, for the past like six years. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of like stuck together. Um, I guess, I, I don't know, you see a lot of bands, I think, kind of flip through a lot of members or they go on tour, you know, because, you know, they really want to need to promote something or something like that. But a lot of times they have to always find fill-in members, something like that. And I definitely think that's something that we've been um, really lucky that we've pretty much never had to have a fill-in except maybe like one time. Which was Jacob Lilly, which is totally <laughs> fine. Um, uh, but yeah, besides that, I mean, we've been super fortunate that we've just always kind of stuck together. It's been made it really easy. Yeah, definitely uh, creates like a uh, a cohesive sound, a continuous body of work between album to album. Not switching up members, it shows the growth between you guys as um, a collective group rather than just an artist changing up their sounds. Um, as far as artists changing up their sounds, there's been a lot of discord within hardcore over. Um, brand name bands straying from hardcore, which um, can often be looked at from a very like purist standpoint. Um, Angel Dust released a new album recently that's gotten mixed reviews. Um, the most recent Turnstile album that came out uh, in 2018, um, I personally thought it was a smash hit, but people were here neither here nor there about it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. I know you guys p- didn't particularly like the Angel Dust record, but how do you feel about the evolution of hardcore as it seeps into other genres? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff. I think it's, just, I guess the short answer, it's really cool. I, I, Even if I'm not, like, a big fan or it's something that I don't really want to, like, put on, like, every day to listen to, um, I think bands should always be experimenting and, should like, changing sound and, like, is, it, like, healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would... I would I would still rather a band like change sound than sound you know they put out three albums and they all are sound the exact same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of bands we grew up listening to, that was kind of the cool thing. It seemed like every like in every band in the metal scene like, for me it was bands like Slipknot and like Mudvayne and Corn, uh, bands like that. But it seemed like every album that came out was, within the same genre but pretty different. Like if I wanted to pick an album to listen to of those bands, it would really depend on like what mood I'm into. So I think it bands should always be kind of like pushing the envelope um, and kind of mixing up what they do. Keeps things 
Interesting. Um, I, people seem to treat artists who change up their sound as like faking out their audience. Um, and I'm going to stray a little bit um, from hardcore here, like when uh, Title Fight released Hyperview in 2015. I read a bunch of the YouTube comments, and it was like, "This sounds Title Fight. Uh, this sounds like Title Fight if they were on some good weed or something like that." Because it got like <laughs> s- that's a direct YouTube comment that I've seen. Hilarious. Um, but people seem to crave for bands to stay to stay in their lane, essentially. Um, but I feel like that's very limiting. So what's one band that you feel has changed up their sound in a really great way? Well, I, I think that just like... Orthodox, good name. To go just back real quick, I think a lot of people, maybe people that don't play music or just just fans, like it's not, music isn't just the instruments. Music is the people that make it. Absolutely. And people change. So the music is a product of that, I think. Mm-hmm. But as far as bands, I don't know. I Growing up, I always loved Norma Jean. And I feel like they changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And they've stayed pretty relevant, I guess. Definitely a valid name to bring up. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my example is probably still just going to be Turnstile. And I particularly liked on their new record how they went back and uh, rehashed some of their old songs and like remastered them for the new album. Hell, they even like sampled Super Mario on Time and Space, which is ridiculously cool. Super cool. Um, and that kind of experimentation just opens doors for artists everywhere to try new things. Cody, it looked like you were going to say something. Uh, completely uh, different genre, but bands like some of my favorites, like uh, Me Without You. Very cool. Bands like that. Um, I would argue that Me Without You has kind of stayed within their sound though well so they they drifted off completely when they put out band or albums like it's all crazy it's mm-hmm. all false and then they they actually they released untitled recently yeah and it kind of uh it kind of resumed all of the the span of their work into yeah their their sound is very complex but whenever i listen to me without you it felt as though they had like a formula they would use mm-hmm. which it works I like them. They have a strong following, um, but I just think it's interesting that you would bring that one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Ceremony, Ceremony's cool. Definitely. L-Shaped Man was a giant departure. I love that. L-Shaped Man is so good. It's it's phenomenal. And it's cool to listen to like violence, violence and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then to see what they, what they put out now. I mean, we saw them play at, what was it, King's? Um, and it was a really, it was really cool because they would start out their set playing L-shaped man stuff. It sounds like the Smiths. And then they would go into their old hardcore stuff and people would just start losing their minds. And I think that's really cool that a band could just cover the spectrum so well, um, and appeal to all audiences. I mean, they went on tour with like block party, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'd play, this is hardcore. It's, it's just, a, it's crazy. So I appreciate when bands do that. Hardcore and metal is seeping into uh, a broader audience now for sure. You see like, um, I think Turnstile was on Coachella. I think Vane is playing Bonnaroo or something. And I feel like, like I, I can see Turnstile, but I feel like Vane isn't even all that um, easily consumable by the general audience. Like uh, Error Zone was a cacophonous mess of sounds that unless you have an ear for dissonance like um 
wouldn't be enjoyable. Like if I put that on in front of my little sister, like who is probably going to Bonnaroo this year, I don't think she'd like it. And so that was a very interesting lineup choice for me. Um, but Vane is one of those artists that's pushing the boundaries of hardcore and their audio tree session really exemplified how great they are as musicians. But we are not here to talk about them. We're talking about Joy. <laughs> you guys are also very good musicians, and we are going to showcase a little bit more of that by playing Callist and Past the World, or Past the World off of No Light Below. It is 4.55. We're going to wrap this up around 5.15, 5.30, so keep it locked for another 20-ish minutes. Uh, we've got lots of things to talk about, and there's only four songs left on the album, so you got to see it through. This is The Local Beat, WKNC, with Joy.
And we're back. I just want to address the last 10 seconds of that song because I think it's really funny that on the uh, YouTube recording of this whole album, someone went, um, I guess the new cool thing in hardcore is having electronic noise intros and um, <laughs> and transitions. Um, and then another dude responded with, I'll listen to whatever I want to, mom. No complaints here. And then a third guy followed up with, it used to be movie clips. So at least it's not that, I guess. Well, <laughs> we have those. well, that song literally goes from noise into a movie clip. So you get the best of both worlds there. Hannah Montana, sample her on your next album. Um, but electronic and noise intros is not exclusive to hardcore as a genre. In fact, um, hip hop, R&B and pop culture is particularly fond of doing those things just because synthesized music is a growing industry now that computers are a thing. Um, how do you feel about the genre blend between hip hop and hardcore as it is increasingly shown in the media? It's the coolest thing. For real, for real? I, I think it's, I mean, we're all in agreement. It's, uh, I don't think there's actually anything cooler than the blend of hardcore metal um, and like hip hop. Um, I think it goes really well with each other. It's both. They did grow up in the same area, like at yep. the same time. Yeah. Both born out of like political strife and um, uh, aggression towards the man. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably the most energetic style of music that's, I mean, apart from hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, I would say we've all been pretty much like in agreement that like if we had the chance, we would love to tour with like hip hop bands instead, like to or not for good, but but like to like switch it up or um, we've definitely had times like on tours where like instead of like a full metal like lineup, we there was like a hip hop artist, like a local hip hop artist thrown in. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And it's like, I don't know, it's just kind of like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know, somehow, but they mix very well together. Uh, any examples of artists that you think have done a good mix, local or otherwise? Um, yeah, uh, bands like Trash Talk. Um, yeah, any hip hop artists? Uh, there's a there's a couple people locally that are really good. Name drop them. Um, Let's get all it. All right, uh, Ace Henderson. Um, he's phenomenal. Yes, he um, is. There's a guy named Juice Lord Magnus. Yeah, uh, who's awesome. Uh, Pat Junior. Um, some of those guys. Is Juice uh, Lord from Raleigh? I think he's I believe, from Durham. I believe he's Maybe. played some WKNC sponsored events in the past. This was before my time, so I may be incorrect about yeah. that. But uh, he is a big name here in the studio, so yeah. we talk about him all the time. I'm trying to, I would like to set up a show with him. Uh, shout out Juice Lord. If you're listening, Joy likes you. <laughs> you got the juice and Joy wants it. <laughs> you're thirsty. I was we, just about to say, you're thirsty. But uh, no food or drink in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it outside. <laughs> uh, you guys actually said that you probably listen to more hip hop and R&B than you do hardcore. Um, we have talked a lot about metal bands and things that uh, you've liked, but what about other acts, other genres? Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to stay in hip hop if you don't want to. Me. Recently. I know Cody likes Casey Musgraves. Mm -hmm. um, Musgraves. I've listened to a lot of Joji. Okay. Um, and um, Rich Brian. They're both kind of with that group 88 Rising. Um, uh, Rich Brian used to be uh, Rich Asian or something. No, that, yeah, it was. Who was it? 
It was something like Because he changed his name, right? Yeah. Um, or. I can't, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember. Um, I listened to a ton of Juice World, not to be confused with Juice Lord. Um, Juice World is probably my favorite artist right now. Um, that and I don't know. I'm all over the place. I listen to that. It was Rich Chiga, and yes. now it's Rich Brian, according to Google. I apologize. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> um, yeah, all over the place. That um, Brooks and Dunn. Uh, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Why do you think that? Um, so as we mentioned earlier, hardcore and hip hop grew up in the same area of. Uh, the United States and around the same time period because of a lot of the same reasons. However, hardcore split off into um, what we now see is like a vegan straight edge movement, whereas hip hop sort of idealizes uh, substance use and not digging on either one. But do you think that there's anything in particular that contributed to that split there? Because I feel like genres that are so similar in so many ways and yet in this one core belief between the two um, music types they differ on the extreme ends of the spectrum I feel like hardcore definitely has a, a lot of like sub genres so I guess for sure you get like power but, violence bands yeah, coming exactly. out of the same area and there was yeah. like I'm mean, the big one like earth crisis love that like vegan straight edge so I've been like destroy the machines <clears throat> is one of the most impacting albums for me like of all time and that is like the quintessential vegan straight edge album. Yeah. So I feel like with bands like that at the time and kids growing up listening to that, they wanted to almost emulate that mm -hmm. in a way. So I guess it was just like the progression of like that becoming more and more popular as they got more and more Sticking to hardcore puritism. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the times people, I mean, the, I don't know, it's it as a movement quote unquote for lack of a better word for lack of a better word um a trend if anything some yeah so it it, it really like it, it's something to uh it really empowers people um and it makes them feel like they're actually standing for something mm -hmm. um i mean i know alan's straight edge and that's imp that's it's actually important on multiple different levels absolutely um, and a lot of that can stem from political things or family things um but yeah i mean i i just i i think a lot of the hip-hop and a lot of the hardcore movements stem from yeah being uh, oppressed in certain areas whether it's suburbs or other things um i am personally neither vegan nor straight edge however i have been looking to grow into both of those titles um and I personally, for me, looking at my friends who are vegan straight edge or one or the other, it seems like the ultimate form of like rebellion, I guess, and also self-control in the sense that you limit what goes into your body and how you feel, but also are bucking the curb in the sense that like substances are marketed to you at all times and so is meat thrown in your face at all times and actively saying that you don't want either of those things and can exist without it is uh super empowering from what i've seen so far i'm also um I'm just gonna do my own horn i'm a subs i'm a, a social work major specializing in substance abuse um it's, which uh, my wife's a social 
uh, worker as well. So. Uh, we are the most important field of all time. Uh, amen to that. And if she's listening. Us and teachers. Yeah, absolutely. It's very important. Yeah, no, but I, I feel like as a social worker, I'm going to have to go straight edge one day just to stick to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just not in college. <laughs> um, Alan, how, can I ask how long you've been straight edge? Uh, I guess forever. Cool. Um, I, yeah, I never, I guess, you know, like growing up before, like uh, you just didn't, you, you didn't really call yourself straight edge until you really got like to be like 21 or into the genre. Nothing, you can't be if you're not younger, like I did, but you really don't start like calling yourself that. But I don't know, like, growing up, I didn't drink alcohol um, for a while. It was, I thought it was like, to me, I like made myself think it was like a, a religious thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I taught myself thinking drinking was bad. Um, which obviously it's not. Um, and then I guess I just did it for so long, didn't drink. And it got to the point where, you know, after 21st birthday, still not drinking. Um, I just don't, you know, I still don't want to, but I still don't care. Um, which I think is good in some aspects. I mean, you think of like alcohol, like ruins so many people's like relationships or other people's lives that didn't mean to. Um, I think it's a relationship in your body stuff is fattening. And, uh, I, I think it's smart to, um, Things like that that can hurt someone so much. If you can think of them as like not really anything, like just mm-hmm. like and pass it off the side, and you never think about it. I think can be healthier. I would also like to take a moment to say that uh, WKNC does not endorse any sort of uh, body shaming in any way. When I said that alcohol is fattening, I did not imply that there is an inherent negativity towards being of a higher weight um, or within a larger body demographic. Um, it is more so that just consuming alcohol in large quantities is bad for your liver and can destroy your organs. Um, everyone is beautiful no matter what shape and size they are. Um, I just wanted to make that very, very clear. Um, and on that note, we're going to play the last two songs of No Light Below, which is Along the Edge and then Moon and Sky. I got like two or three last questions to wrap it up when we come back. And then we are out. This has been The Local Beat with Joy. So stick around for that last few topics. Loneliness has followed me my whole life. Everywhere. In bars and cars. Sidewalks, stores, everywhere. There's no escape. And God's the only man. And God's the only man.
we skipped that last 10 seconds. So if you really, really, really want to complete the album and hear that last 10 seconds of silence, which could also be a hardcore band name, um, uh, then you can find um, Joy on all streaming services, except for, I'm assuming, Tidal, because no one's on Tidal. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, there. Um, I don't believe that No Light Below is on Bandcamp, but their previous album is, so you can find it there. Um, it is also on YouTube and they have a Facebook page. Do you guys have an Instagram? Yes, you do. That's how we got in contact. <laughs> I'm a dummy. Um, we are going to wrap up and then transition over to sports. So for the last couple minutes, um, if you guys want to give a shout out to some friends, family, any artists that you from North Carolina that you really enjoy, and then name drop the info for that show you guys have coming up in May, and we will be good to go. Funeral Chic is my favorite band. Ever? Of all time? Currently. Currently, okay. Same. Unoriginal. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Bastard Tongue is a really good band name. Um, and You know, I, th- I think you can say the word, <laughs> I think you can say that word on air because just There's like- a bunch you, of Christians in there. Just well, a good band name. Well, you can say goddamn on air because that's okay. Um, I had a band in studio called Goddamn Wolves, and I was very excited. I was like, "We are interviewing Goddamn Wolves," um, and my manager was like, "You really had to emphasize that, didn't you?" And I was like, "Uh huh, uh huh, yeah, <laughs> yeah." There's no fun in this place. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you can say bastard because it could be a person or a good band. Just, or a good band. Um, you said funeral chic. Uh, Jacob Lilly. In his whole entirety, he does anything he does with music is always great. Um, Shout out Chamber. Chamber. Um, they might as well be a North Carolina band. We're adopting them. Advent. Oh, big shout out Advent. Shout out to Joe Mustin and his two kids. <laughs> They're awesome. Um, yeah. Um, and then all the other great bands from here Raw Hex, Magnitude, Search Magnitude of Purpose. Is killer. Search of Purpose is killer. Evade, Invoke. Um, um, I know that Eco Strike is South Florida, but I'm pretty sure they have some members mm-hmm. from Charlotte. So we're adopting them too. Shout out Eco Strike. Blood um, Ritual. Blood Ritual. Shout out Cameron Phipps. Big ups. Um, the Roots of Earth Crisis and Sect. Um, we got a pretty cool state. Earth Crisis recently played, or not recently, uh, over the summer they played with Eco Strike Substance, or it was Eco Strike Search for Purpose Magnitude Earth Crisis at Skylark in Charlotte. And that was a show. But yes, we do have a very cool state. North Carolina's music scene is flourishing, and I am so very proud to be a part of it and to be able to showcase as many cool acts as I do on the local beat. That includes Joy, the newest cool act that I have talked about on the local beat. You guys are killer. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to you. Um, And if anyone's listening along, I'm going to use a call to action. Take a shot every time we said Cameron Phipps. (laughs) (laughs) There's the call to action. Um, And just wrapping up, you guys have a show coming up. Let's talk about that info, and then we are out. Yeah. um, Our next show is with uh, none other than the great Jacob Lilly and Chamber um, at Local 506 in Chapel Hill on May 4th. Um, also with us in Invoke and 13th opening up. And Vamachara. And, yep, the big one. And it's put on by Bloody Loud Collective, which is uh, created by both Jacob Lilly and Cameron Phipps. So... We just can't get enough of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, let me do something really annoying. Cameron Phipps! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) And this has been the local beat joy on WKNC with DJ Beowulf. We have had an excellent time. You can find them on all streaming services and keep uh, your ears peeled for their show coming up May 4th at Local 506. It is not one to miss. We are going to transition over to some Audio Vault tunes and then to sports. Thank you guys for listening. This has been DJ Beowulf with the Local Beat. Beowulf out!